Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Reaction Time. I'm joined by my co-host Ben Visser, and we are here courtesy of our friends at Fairway. Um, it's the we're officially in the thick of it, right? Is that what you would say? The thick of it. Yeah. We're about to start uh, Big Twelve action, um, kind of. Well, yeah, Cal Baptist, right? Cal Baptist is Big Twelve. Yeah, yep. yeah. So that is unbelievable <laughs> to think and say, but yes, they are. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. It's been weird. I feel like the Aiden earlier asked me like, which one was it? Southern scuffle. He was asking me about the Southern scuffle. He was like, isn't that a huge deal? And I took a stroll down memory lane when the Southern scuffle canceled, like, what was it a week or two before? Mm -hmm. Was it 2021? No. Yes, it was. It was 2021. It was the year after the COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, the big our NCAs <laughs> did not get wrestled yep. in 2020. And then the next year, things were going relatively as normal. And then, yeah, Southern Scuffle and Midlands both decided that they weren't going to have tournaments. Yeah. And now we're back full throttle. A lot a lot happened in this. I, I wish there was a name for this period <laughs> of wrestling in the season. You know, no one's really in dual action. Everyone did all the different tournaments. Um, Iowa State didn't do anything too crazy. Nope. For as crazy as the news cycle was, um, <laughs> Iowa State's just been chilling and vibing. So I'm definitely excited to see them back on the mat. Um, I guess I'm trying to think of what I would say was crazy things that happened other than the obvious of AJ Ferrari. But I feel like that's the most dominating part of the news cycle. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, we're not going <laughs> to talk a ton about it just because we're an Iowa State podcast. But if you haven't <laughs> seen the AJ Ferrari stuff, um, he is getting recruited by Iowa. He's a former Oklahoma State wrestler who got kicked off the team for multiple reasons and um, was wrestling unattached at the Soldier Salute, which Iowa State had a couple guys at, Panero Johnson and Jason Kreiser most notably. And in the finals match against his potentially future teammate, Zach Lazier, <laughs> uh, Ferrari won the match, kind of, but then he decided he was going to punch Zach Lazier give him the bird, and then he did the splits and gave the crowd the double bird, which was incredible to watch. <laughs> um, and now there's questions about, is A.J. Ferrari going to actually be a Hawkeye? Because do you want to deal with that? And do you want right. to deal with the rest of his past too? Like what he did on the mat was unacceptable. What he did in his past, more unacceptable, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, you got to reconcile a few things with the Ferrari brothers. And also Cody Chittum's at Iowa State now because of them. And so, like, I don't, you can't, in my opinion, you can't blame, especially after what you saw, you cannot blame Cody Chittum for wanting to get out of there because the Ferraris, in one man's opinion, are a mess. <laughs> you know, it definitely makes for, it's one of those moments where I'm like, I am so glad this isn't happening at Iowa State. 
is that I can just sit and enjoy the news cycle, <laughs> watch everyone implode on Twitter, mm -hmm. and I don't have to contribute. Nope. So, um, but during this time, I was in Memphis for the bowl. Um, Cyclone Fanatic team, just about all of us went down there. And I had so many people come up to me and compliment our podcast. Love it. Thank um, you. I really, really appreciated being able to like talk to people about it just because like we were making jokes earlier, we love to sit and talk wrestling, but it's not like we get to see how people are taking it in. So it was really cool to meet people who said they became fans because of us sitting mm -hmm. here yapping away. <laughs> so shout out to all of you guys, all the nice people I met in Memphis. Um, but anyways, like I said, wrestling time, Iowa State is hitting the road. They're headed to Arizona State on Friday. They'll wrestle at 7 p.m. And then they'll wrestle California Baptist on Sunday at 4 p.m. But both those times are central. Yes, central time. Uh, Arizona State, number 20, they're ranked 21. Mm -hmm. So they used to be pretty highly ranked back when they had the Valencia brothers, mm -hmm. um, most notably for people who have followed wrestling for a while. Um, they're not quite as dominant anymore. No. Most notably, they have Colton Schultz, who we've actually, we have talked about Colton Schultz quite often. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Younger. He's their heavyweight. Um, I really like Colton Schultz just from an outside perspective. We obviously don't know him, but he just seems like such a likable guy. He does. He's like the quintessential heavyweight. <laughs> from so right now we're in the age of these super athletic heavyweights kind of it started with kyle snyder uh back at ohio state multiple years ago but now we got the greg kirkfleets the younger Bastidas. you could throw gable stevenson in there he's obviously a bigger one but mm -hmm. i mean no one's more athletic than the guy so um we're in this age of super athletic heavyweights and then colton schultz comes lumbering out there <laughs> a little pudgy uh super baby face curly hair and he'll rip your head off he right. does not look like it, but um, he is the quintessential heavyweight, which is, it's just fun. Uh, but he's ranked number five. He has not wrestled a match this year, which is interesting. He was uh, on the international Greco cycle, so he's trying to get a spot for the U.S. team um, to wrestle in the next Olympics and for Greco. Um, so he's doing that, and I was told that he got a little bit banged up doing that, so he missed parts of this season due to injury, so... Um, According to Arizona State's probable lineups, he is the only heavyweight listed for the first time this season. And all expectations are he will make his season debut and it'll be against Younger Bastida. And Kevin Dresser, Iowa State's coach, had a great quote during media availabilities today saying, imagine your first match back against Younger <laughs> Bastida. And that's the guy you're wrestling. Like that is a little bit scary. You probably have some mat rust. You're probably <laughs> not quite used to the speed. Like when you're wrestling internationally, you're wrestling top end guys. Like I'm not saying... He hasn't been wrestling top end guys, but a that's been Greco, not folk style, very different styles. Uh, and B, if he was hurt and didn't see them at a ton, you're suddenly facing younger Bastida. So right. um, I really, I'm really, really interested to see that match just because they are a little bit conflicting styles. Um, and Colton is a bigger heavyweight. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch. He's legitimately a top five wrestler, and this will be a great, great test for younger. Yeah, I definitely look forward to the test it'll be. And it's like one of those situations where I would like to see Younger have to start on bottom at one point mm -hmm. just just to see it. Just I'll feel even more confident. I'm already confident in him regardless, but it would just be um, definitely a good a good duel to do it yep. and feel out competition like Colton Schultz. Like you said, he 
might look like a teddy bear, but <laughs> he's not. <laughs> um, Intermat has him ranked at number five, and like we said, he hasn't wrestled yet. So, and I take Intermat pretty seriously. Yep. So, um, it'll be a really good match. I think that's probably the one I look forward to the most. I think we talked. I feel like we talked about this last time. I'm excited to see Younger go up against him, just like we'll be excited when he goes up against Zach Elam mm -hmm. come uh, February. Yep. So, um, but then you also have Cody Chittum yes. has a test. Talk about what the team said today about him. Yep. So Cody Chittum has Ja'Cory Teamer, who has been wrestling forever. And I say that because him and David Carr have wrestled. And that was <laughs> back when David Carr was at 157. So the two must have been freshmen at the time um, because they're both still wrestling. And uh, Teamer is in a similar vein to David Carr in that he's uber athletic. Like, he's explosive. That's what Coach said. He's like, he's an explosive athlete. You got to put your hands on him. You got to slow him down. If you're letting him wrestle from space, you're going to have a really bad time. Like, he's just going to blast W off the mat, and you're going to get taken down. And it's going to happen over and over and over and over again. <laughs> um, and you lose by tech fall, which is no fun. Um, so David said he's actually been working with and talking with uh, Cody Chittum about how to wrestle teamer um, just because while you are super explosive, when you are that explosive, we've seen this with Panero Johnson, when you're as explosive as these guys are, you can fatigue yourself really quick because it takes a lot of energy to get that explosiveness going. Um, so if Chittum's able to get his hands on him, grind him down, um, be rock steady, picture Ian Parker, <laughs> like just be Ian Parker and, um, and some older Iowa State fans will, Appreciate that reference. Some newer fans. Look up Ian Parker. <laughs> Have um, his gas tank. <laughs> yes. And just grind him down and try to get a late takedown, a late takedown or two. You got you to gotta have to have shots, right? You can't just grind on him. You have to actually get shots going, get to your offense. Um, but then hopefully in the third period, you've um, got him worn down a little bit and you can start finishing some of those shots. Or, hey, if you finish some of those shots early, maybe you start to um, break him a little bit and get that to a major decision territory. Not expecting that. Um, Chittum, he's had some really close matches this year, most notably Jared Franick of Iowa, who always wrestles close matches, um, who is the number two guy in the nation. And we all know Chittum was a half second away from winning that match mm -hmm. on a late takedown. Um, so he's been, Chittum's been really, really close to beating these top end guys. And this is one where he's either going to be right in it and give himself a real opportunity to win it or he's going to lose by tech fall or major. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I see a, a world where he loses by decision unless teamer runs out of gas at the end of the match and Chittum gets a few late takedowns that way. Um, but if teamer is wrestling from space, Chittum's going to have a bad time of it. So um, that's what I want to see from Chittum. I want to see him close the gap. I want to see his hands on him at all times, pulling on the head, pushing on the head, um, get to his legs threaten legs and see if he can't wear him down because he is explosive. If, if you're, if he's wrestling some space, bad time. Well, for someone like Chittum and with his, you know, he's young. I feel like this is a really, again, it kind of going back to like what I said about younger, there's no perfect time to be challenged than right now. Right. It's the first duel back. You're about to get into some of the tougher opponents. We looked at the schedule earlier. March is not that far away. Nope. I know we have plenty of wrestling to talk about from then from now until then, but option your opportunities here are limited. So to be able to feel out a guy like this of this caliber is going to be very beneficial for him. 
regardless if he wins or loses, because then at least he'll be able well, to have takeaways, right? If you mm-hmm. kind of like when coach says, you learn more about yourself when you lose. Yep. Not that I want him to lose. I obviously would like him to come out winning, but I think this will be a really good opportunity and another one that I think people can definitely look forward to um, next to the heavyweight match. So, yep. Yeah, these are definitely the two matches to watch. I mean, there are a few other potentially interesting matches. Um, I was told today by, I'll say a source, um, that Richie Figueroa, whose name I'm pretty sure I just butchered, um, a 125-pounder who is ranked um, number eight by Intermat for Arizona State, has been dinged up. Um, so that potential Kaisen Terakina match, which I just want Kaisen to be consistent. That's all I want in life is he doesn't, I'd like him to be an All-American. He's shown yeah. to have All-American potential. Mm-hmm but just be consistent. You don't have to consistently, like if you're a round of 12 guy, but you're consistent, great. I'd rather have that going into March than he's either going to be an All-American or he's going to lose his first two matches and be done. Like, and that's where I feel like I'm with Kyson right now. Like he's an NCAA qualifier. That is going to happen for him. He will be in the NCAA championships. But right now it's like, if he has a great weekend, he could be an All-American but he could also lose the first two matches and score zero team points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want some level of consistency out of Kyson right now. And I think coach does too. I think that if coach could, if we could grant him one <laughs> wish, it would be a consistent Kyson Tarakina. And yeah. it, whether it's off the mat stuff with him, whether they can't quite get him motivated, whatever it is, I just want to see him consistent. Well, I feel like, you just look at the field and look how open it is. If you go back and you sit and you look up all of the um, results for all of the 125 matches that have been going on during this tournament season here, there's upsets left and right. And I use air quotes because all of these guys are just so kind of even with each other. There's no clear winner here. There's no Spencer Lee that is clearly the favorite for the year. Like it is truly a wide open door for anyone who wants to take it. And so I guess when I look at that, if I'm Kyson, I'm like, I know I'm good. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I've accomplished Mm -hmm. to make me know that I can do better. Why not take it? I really think if he put his whole like heart and soul into it, he could be a serious problem. I mean, he was ranked number six at one point Mm -hmm. and now he's 24. Yep. So it's like at this point, it's not it's not talent. It's not any coaching. It's truly just who does Kaisen want to wake up and be? Yep. So I don't know. Or I guess we're just going to have to. We're going to have to find out this weekend because I mean, coaches, Coach Dresser has said multiple times throughout this year, last year, the year before, every year of Kaisen's career, <laughs> um, he is a guy who needs to get it right off the mat. Mm-hmm. On the mat, he does great. But his some lifestyle things... He does not always, he's not always disciplined. And he, coach kind of hinted today at media availability that he's interested to see who on the team was disciplined during this eight day break and who was undisciplined. He said, they're all going to step on the scale at to begin the practice. They're all going to wrestle. And if some guys aren't where they need to be, they're not going to make the trip. Um, he said he wasn't going to name names, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's someone out on the trip um, who that might be. Well, and it takes me back to the Oklahoma State duel. I can't remember what year it was, but the time where I asked him that question and we got that phenomenal quote from him when he was just like, 
clearly just tired mm -hmm. of them not trying harder. Yep. It makes me think of that like it makes me think of that dresser. Not that that's where they're at. I'm was that in Dresser's first season, the, where he went micromanage, or is that his second year? I think it was his second I was year. Saying, it might have been the second year. Yeah. Because I feel like he had time to have a year under the, with them, and mm -hmm. then that second year he was like, "Yeah, you lack you in discipline. You guys, I didn't lose this. You lost this." Mm -hmm. And I, I don't reference that to say that's where this team is. They are so far from being the team that Dresser was talking about in that moment. But Dresser has shown he's not afraid to put his foot down. You know what I mean? Like. It's like we talked about, I think the last time we kind of talked about these wrestle-offs, sometimes it's not about being the better guy in the room. There's just going to be someone who wants it more than you. And, that, and that's exactly what I think is the situation with Kaisen. It's not a talent problem. No. He's talented. We know that. He's shown it. I mean, he's been rewarded for it. He just needs to want it. Mm -hmm. He's a, I just, yeah, yep. I can go on about it. <laughs> just because it's like you want him to want it so badly yep. so i don't know it's, it'll be interesting to see how he responds and i'm curious to know how that weigh-in process went before practice i mean i think at this point they're probably done mm -hmm. so i think it'll be interesting to see and i really hope that the fact that 125 is so open is enough to maybe make him kind of flip a switch yep. going into the second part of the season yeah, yeah i don't want to say it could easily be an all-american because being an all-american is never easy <laughs> but that path is there Right, like it is he wide can do open. It. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, you got Jor Volk, who's ranked number seven from Wyoming, who I think he's better than him. Uh, and then, like you said, every other guy essentially has been beaten. Mm -hmm. And the number one ranked guy right now is Anthony Noto from Lock Haven, who is probably very good, but I have never seen him wrestle. Or maybe I have and I didn't process it, but um, yeah, Noah Certain from Missouri. I know he's good. He's ranked number two. So, but then you got guys like Eric Barnett, who he beat by major decision. Right. And he's a two-time All-American. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just if Kyson gets his head right and he really commits to what he can do, the All-American path is there for him. For sure. I agree. Um, but moving on from Kyson, not that <laughs> we want to spend all our time necessarily shitting on him. It's just high expectations. High expectations for a guy who deserves to have high expectations. Mm -hmm. he's, he's proven it. He's he's deserved to get high expectations. This is an honor for him. <laughs> it is. It'd be worse if we were like, eh. I mean, we've eh. we've covered guys like that where they they've not shown anything, but we've been told they're great practice guys, mm -hmm. and they just never show up. Kyson has shown up. It's just not consistent. So yeah, that's the deal. Be um. consistent. <laughs> Well, we can switch gears. I forgot to ask you this to start. So I guess for context, I wasn't at availability today. I had meetings run over um, workday stuff, but Ben was. So looking at the other guys competing in Iowa State's lineup, uh, Coach gave some updates today on injuries. I had tweeted out um, how Julian Broderson was hurt and Casey Swiderski were hurt, was hurt, is hurt. I'll let you I'll let you lead that one. Uh, what were coaches' updates today on how the lineup's looking? Yeah, we'll start with Casey Swiderski. Um, he had a what was described as a very minor knee operation. Um, I know there was some questions and or discourse about what his injury was and if it was the shoulder because he, he injured his shoulder last season and mm -hmm. a lot of people I saw on Twitter were very worried that it was his shoulder once again. 
It is not his shoulder. It was a very minor knee operation, so I would assume it was a knee scope, which mm-hmm. is very standard. And um, he is, quote, very close to seeing the mat again. So he's not making the trip to Arizona State and Cal Baptist, mm-hmm. but he is close to returning the mat and getting back there. I would, coach didn't give necessarily a timeline, but I would be eyeballing that Utah Valley pit weekend or at the very latest the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that update there. And then Julian Broderson, he didn't give any details at all what the injury was, but he is back and he is expected to wrestle um, this weekend. The caveat he gave there is that there are two guys that want to wrestle off. Um, Nando Villascusa would be one of them, and um, the other guy is the other. <laughs> <laughs> I watched your face as um, you blanked. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Um, but I would expect two guys to go. I would expect it to be Nando and Julian Broderson uh, to go make the trip. One of them is going to get Arizona State. The other one is going to get Cal Baptist. And... Um, I would assume it's Caleb Helgeson. Yes, that's it. Thank you very much. Caleb Helgeson is the other one. Um, but I would assume it's Nando and Julian. One of them gets one match, the other one gets the other. And then they'll probably have a wrestle-off that week mm-hmm. after they get back to really determine, all right, who's going to be the guy going forward? Because we saw Nando that first weekend beat a top 25 guy from mm-hmm. Cleveland State. And we've seen Julian be okay at times. He's this is the classic Julian Broderson thing where he seems to pin guys he's better than and then he loses close matches to guys he is not better than. And it's like you're losing these four to three matches or five to three or five to two or whatever matches. And it's in those matches he just doesn't do anything. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the frustration lies with Julian Broderson is we've seen him be explosive and we've seen him beat people. And then for some reason it doesn't translate to when guys are better than him. It's like yeah, you can try a few things, see what happens. Right. So um, we'll see We'll see what happens at 197, but um, he should be back and ready to go healthy. And then you have Zach Redding going at 149. Yep, yep. Yeah, having a round of 12 guy. <laughs> I mean, almost an All-American last year, be your backup 149-pounder is you're living, the, you're living a good life doing that. And I guess that's what happens when you bring in guys like Anthony Echemendia and you already have Casey Sversky and... Evan Frost steps up out of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great. I mean, shout out to Zach Redding. A lot of people could have transferred in that situation. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, Zach Redding, if you're around a 12 guy, you're a starter at all but 12 schools. And Iowa State was one of those schools he was a starter at. So yeah. um, he didn't transfer, and he's still a Cyclone, so shout out to him. And he's he's done well at 149. He, he was a round of 12. Dresser pointed this out. He was round of 12 at 133. Uh, now he's up at 49. So uh, 141 is his ideal weight, but mm-hmm. obviously Echemendi is there and he is doing really good things. Um, but Zach Redding, I mean, he's going to have an opportunity. He's got Kyle Parko, who is ranked in the top five, I think. Top 10 for sure, but I'm pretty sure top five. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, he's right, number three. So that's going to be a fun test for him. I mean, he's got nothing to lose. He's one to throw it out there. He's not one of he those is. guys to back down and right. curl up he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna try a few things whether it works or not who knows but it's gonna be fun yeah i think when i look back to ncaa championships last season he was my favorite part just because you didn't expect it mm-hmm. it was like okay guys here's the uh, updates from this round uh zach redding dominating his way through this 
Uh, no, he's fine. And when you talk to him about it, you don't expect him to talk the way he does. Mm -hmm. but he's like very confident. He's very much like, yeah, I got this in the bag. <laughs> So I am excited he's back in the lineup. Of course, not at the expense of Casey Swiderski being hurt. Um, I would like to see him back for that pit match at least, but mm -hmm. neither here nor there. We'll get him when we get him. But no, it's exciting. I think, like you said, it's definitely depth we always wanted to see um, Dresser be able to have on the roster. So to have Zach Redding be who steps in, I think they're in fine shape, yep. at least in that area. Yep. <laughs> so no, that'll be exciting. I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, but other than that, all health. <laughs> All health. Yep. Um, yeah. Arizona State's an interesting school because like Jackie said, they were a team trophy winner a few years ago with the Valencia brothers and they had a whole a bunch of other guys who were really good too. Mm -hmm. And they've fallen off a little bit, but they still have some really good top end talent like we've been over the teamers, the Parcos, the Colton Schultzes of the world. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of all they have. Their only other ranked wrestler besides 125, Richie, Big Yora. Sorry again. You're doing fine. <laughs> um, only other ranked wrestler is uh, Julian. Again, I can't pronounce his last name. Shlubov. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, at 133. And that's who Evan Frost is going to get. And we've seen Evan Frost be really good. Like he's ranked number nine right now. Mm -hmm. um, but this is one where Evan Frost is a freshman. And he's wrestling a ranked wrestler who's technically ranked lower than him. But can he still find that way to win? Is he really the number nine guy? Or is it just a product of him be beating a couple of um, guys who weren't ready to wrestle him? Like, oh, this Evan Frost guy's a complete unknown. Who is he? I'm going to wrestle him and win. And mm -hmm. that didn't happen. Now there's film on him. Now guys know what he's about. Can these lower-ranked wrestlers who have more experience, because this uh, Julian guy is a junior, who have experience, can they figure out some chinks in Evan Frost's armor? So that's going to be something I'm looking for at 133, um, just to see how Frost handles... Hey, people have a semester film on you. What can you do now that people know what you're about? So yeah. that's gonna be fun for me to watch. He's definitely been like, I guess to go back to media day, the sleeper of the room, the of the lineup, because I was when I think of the lineup, I like to think of it like, okay, who are the guarantee wins, right? Mm -hmm. So you have David Carr, you have younger Bastida. And then who's the mid guys? Who's the guys who can consistently show up, do what they need to do, and then you have you know, kind of the lower of the pack. And I feel like Evan Frost has just silently been a consistent guy who scores points and wins matches and gets that like that extra needed win that Iowa State was going to need to win something. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think it's so interesting just because he's so quiet. I mean, he's a freshman, mm -hmm. so it, it makes sense. He's very like quiet when we interview him, but he, they just seem very much like guys who kind of put their head down and grind away. Who knows what they're like in the room for all I know they could be really funny goofy guys but mm -hmm. no it's been it's been a fun surprise cuz we knew they were good we knew they were going to be good guys I mean that was never a question but to see Evan come in has a starting spot there's no question about it there's nope. no competition for it he's earned it it's his so that's been fun yeah it's a little little fun shiny spot it absolutely is and it's it's one that I think if you were to ask the coaches maybe off the record they would not have expected this because they brought in Garrett Grice. Mm -hmm. They brought in the transfer to be the guy at 133. And then Evan Frost like, nope, that's mine. <laughs> I'm going to be ranked in the top 10 and I'm going to have the potential to be an All-American. So uh, apologies to Garrett Grice, but I'm going to be the guy, which I love that attitude, by the way. I don't know, technically know if that was his attitude, but it happened. So, 
Well, I guess that's kind of like the nature of wrestling and really, I guess, sports. I'm sure other sports people fan. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'm sure other people who are more fans of other sports would say it's the same across the board. But I feel like in wrestling, it can be truly be like a blink of an eye of you either earn it or you lost it. And it makes me think back to uh, Sinjin Briggs. Oh, <laughs> Biggs good old Briggs. Sinjin. <laughs> yes. How fast you can go from being a guy who doesn't think they're going to get any mat time in a duel and suddenly you're the starter. Yep. But Evan Frost, very talented guy. Something I always wonder just because of how much the team has told us that Evan and Jacob do everything together. They're truly the epitome of twins. They work out together. They eat together. They dress the same. They have all the same classes. Yeah. Like they are always together. It, it truly kind of boggles my mind of how, you navigate one brother being a starter and one not mm -hmm. right yeah like obviously they were different weights so it's not like a oh one beat out the other but i'm just curious what that feels like for them because this might probably be the first time they're not I i'm sure it's the first time i say i can't remember all of their full high school careers but just something i've thought of in the back of my head when I it comes that to too. them yep <laughs> so but and then iowa state wrestles cal baptist yep. and they have no ranked wrestlers correct so honestly, on paper, you can assume safely Iowa State will win. Iowa State will win. Um, I'm assuming they're going to bring an A and a half B squad, and you're going to see some of that half B squad against Cal Baptist. Um, if there is a wrestle off at a certain weight, I could see the other guy going at that. If you have another good backup, um, I'm trying to think at 165, I know they like um, David David's backup. Let him get a match, David. David doesn't need to wrestle Cal Baptist. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting to watch. Maybe he does wrestle. Maybe they wrestle their full lineup and they win 42 to nothing. Who knows? But um, yeah, Cal Baptist, technically a Big 12 school that will technically matter for rankings. I mm -hmm. mean, there are seedings when the Big 12 <laughs> tournament rolls around. So maybe you do wrestle all the guys. Maybe you make sure you beat him really handily. So you are ahead of that Cal Baptist guy, which I don't know that that was ever in question for any of Iowa State's guys. Mm -hmm. But make sure so we'll see what the coaches decide to do there but i could see them going with either either direction of the full a team or what cornell did of half a b team yeah but iowa state in that situation would not be ducking they would just be letting other guys get experience which is not what cornell did <laughs> which is not a bad thing it's good to see other guys get reps especially when you look at someone like david who unfortunately is going to be leaving Right. So it's good to get some guys in there, get some action, but who knows what they're going to do? Mm -hmm. We have no idea. I feel like, like you said, 197, I could definitely see them flip flopping um, between two of the guys, Julian and one of the others. I would, like you said, assume Nando. And then, yeah, 125, we'll have to see. Yeah. If Ethan Perriman makes the trip, we'll see. You're, you're a big fan of Ethan Perriman, right? I've always liked I him. Say, I, I thought liked, you really liked him. Last I season. did. I mean, he, you and I, he went out there, wrestled pretty well. I think he won that match. And then Missouri went out against Noah Certain, who I talked about earlier, night ranked number two at 125 right now. He went out there and like he threw it all out there. He lost the match. He got beat pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But you could tell he threw it out there. I was like, I like that attitude. So, um, again, Kyson, technically the better wrestle, wrestler. Will not dispute that. But um, if Ethan goes out there and shows a few things and Kyson comes out flat, who knows? Yeah. Do you have any final final thoughts on 
this weekend's action? Well, this weekend is the beginning of the end of the season, which is absolutely wild to say. March is coming yeah. up quick. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> Big 12 schedule is going to really start getting rolling here pretty quick. Um, obviously, Cal Baptist is technically a Big 12 school. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we're starting to near the end here. and Man, that's crazy. So wrestling season flies by. When you're in October, it, it feels like, oh, we have so much time. And then mm-hmm. suddenly right now it's January. I don't know how. I know. And then in two months, it'll be March. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Which is nuts, which is I'm curious to see ultimately how the lineup ends up. Like, where does it solidify, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It'll be interesting. You know what I was thinking of? Um, when I brought up just all the chaos of the tournament time, so much chaos with the AJ Ferrari stuff that we forgot that Tom Brandt, was it Tom, Aiden, or was it Terry? One of them got in a fight with Doug Schwab. They exchanged I th- I words. I think it was Tom. Okay. But let, let me double check. <laughs> okay. I was just thinking like, oh, what are, what other Big 12 schools am I excited to see? And I thought of Doug Schwab. Yep. Love Coach Schwab. Can't wait for that duel. Yep. And I was just thinking about this too, because Jackie and I were like, maybe Iowa State's lineup isn't solidified. And I could see how maybe a more casual fan might think that that's concerning. Like, oh, oh how's your lineup yeah. not solidified yet? Good point. Um, I was, is not solidified. Ben Keeter, their number one ranked recruit, the number one pound for pound ranked recruit in the nation. Um, who was also a football player. Football season just got done for Iowa. He's going to be entering potentially their lineup. He'll wrestle off for the spot. It sounds like he might wrestle. Uh, they need help at heavyweight. So Iowa's lineup is still in flux. Obviously AJ Ferrari situation as well. Um, and then there, uh, there's another example off the top of my head that was like, oh yeah, their lineup's still in flux too. Um, but I forgot what that one was. My greater point is I would not be concerned that Iowa State doesn't have its full solidified lineup necessarily right now. Maybe it is. Maybe this is the exact lineup we see in March. Mm-hmm. Um, but competition is good. Yep. I will never be mad at competition in the room. So, um, I yeah, my greater point, don't be concerned if you think Iowa State's lineup is in flux. I think that's probably a good thing. This is a little more common than I think some people think. Mm-hmm. Did you find the answer, Aiden? So the tweet just says Schwab and Brands. Mm. So you have to assume that I would assume it's probably Tom. 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 Well, how is the hair normal or wild? <laughs> that's a, it was normal looking. Okay, so that's Tom. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, normal ish. Normal for the Brands brothers. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I I feel like Doug Schwab, I can't even imagine those two going at it. Like all I can ever think of is at the U and I duel in uh I think it was, was it a West Jam? No, it was the one where Sam Schuyler mm-hmm. had the big win at the end, even though he says it wasn't really his win. It was Younger's win that really set the tone. But all I can think of is Schwab flying, like physically left the crown, flew across the side, his corner, while he was coaching. So a man I wouldn't want to mess with, I suppose. But no, I, I you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. It seems so chaotic already. I'm excited to see what March looks like in terms of just all the dramatics and the chaos. It's all great, right? It's part of the sport. It's what makes wrestling so fun is that we get a a different taste of, I don't know, competitiveness. Um, But ultimately, it comes down to who shows up in March and who's competing for a title. So I'm excited to see. I mean, I'm not wishing the season away at all, but I can't. I'm. I'm a, if I could talk about Missouri every time, I would mm-hmm. because of how excited I am to see Iowa State and Missouri go head-to-head, but that's not until February 25th. 
So I think we're kind of going off the rails. That's okay. <laughs> that happens. I was just looking through the, the rankings to be like, all right, so 125 is absolutely a weight that's up in the air. I would yep. say that 149 is a weight that's up in the air. Mm -hmm. um, 165 is because you got Keegan O'Toole, you got Isaac Olenajic from Oklahoma State, and then David Carr. I'm going to not put Julian Ramirez in there for reasons. Um, and then 285 at heavyweight, I think probably could be up in the air. Obviously, Greg Kirkfleet, I think, is the heavy favorite, mm -hmm. but I don't, I'm not going to give that title to him right now. That's fair. So I think there's a couple weights right now that are really, really fun to watch. And there's, a, I mean, anything could happen in March, but I think 197 seems pretty cut and dry with Aaron Brooks. Yeah. I'd love to see Parker Kekheisen win for you and I at 84. Um, Carter Storacci is probably going to win a 174 for Penn State. So, um, yeah, there's a few weights where like, all right, yeah, probably. But there are still a lot that are like, okay, this could be a lot of fun. See, Parker Kekheisen is just one of those guys where I want him to have it so badly. Yep. Like, talk about a guy. I hate saying that phrase. <laughs> oh, it's such a coach thing to say. Matt Campbell. Yeah, literally. He says it every press conference. I don't think... I'd have to think about Dresser's mannerisms and his. Well, here's a, he always he starts every answer with well. Well, and I can see his hands, his mm -hmm. mannerisms, yeah. his hands. He He's very much a hands guy. Well. Yeah, Matt Campbell is a hands <laughs> guy as well, but talk about a guy. Yeah. But Parker's just like, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. He's not like, his ego is what, it, oh, hit the mic there. His ego is like a good ego, right? Like, you just, you just root for the guy, and I want that for him. Um, Marcus Coleman probably doesn't want that for him. The one guy he could not beat. <laughs> nope. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I am excited to see him compete, um, in March and hopefully he sees, sees a payout. Mm -hmm. He deserves it. Yep. Cause it's his last season, right? No. He has one more. Yeah. I think he's a junior. Yep. He's a junior. I can, these guys have been wrestling forever. No. Well, Ja'Cory Teamer is another great example. How is he still <laughs> wrestling? People probably look at David Carr and be like, how is this guy still wrestling? How is this a thing? So COVID year, redshirt year, some guys Olympic redshirting. So seven years, a lot of people go to college <laughs> for seven years, Jackie. I guess. I I won't lie. I graduated late. So who am I to judge? Not seven years late, but <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts on wrestling in general, since we've kind of just lost it? Uh, what a great sport. Those are my final <laughs> thoughts. It's an awesome sport. There's yeah. always something going on. I know there's, there's not a boring day. Not even the off season. We had such a chaotic off season this year. <laughs> and it's going to keep getting worse. I mean, Kevin Dresser said it earlier this year where football and basketball are going to learn what an off season looks like because we saw it in wrestling this last year. And I think football is starting to get a taste of it with all the transfer portal people, but, yeah. um, and the million dollar QBs and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you listen to Dresser and I, he did a podcast over the summer, David Carr was offered seven figures. So, and it wasn't from Iowa state, but he's still at Iowa state. So. Yeah, no, wrestling offseason is also chaotic. But we're in we're in January right now. So Yeah, start about to start Big Twelve action. I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait to see can't wait to see people really hit the competition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week to recap this weekend and God knows what else is gonna go on, but <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. We want to give a huge shout out to fairway who continues to support us and what we do here at cycling fanatics so thanks for listening guys <laughs>